I'm Don DeLorente. I'm Dee Dee Janae. I'm Magnum Prime. And we're the host of the WrestleCast. You can catch us right here on the CSPN each and every Friday as we provide your pro wrestling commentary with color. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Roddy Cat, with the timely intros, because as we know, Halloween was like a week or so ago, and, uh, <laughs> you know, nothing says good podcasting like good timing, right? <laughs> And that voice you hear is my man Mamello, always on time, Agent underscore 70. What's up, everybody? You got to give yourself some. And not with us tonight for the various uh, commitments are uh, PCN underscore dirt. And uh, Tim Dog, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And Tim and- Dog ninety eight, Tim Dad ninety eight. Y'all know him. Y'all love him. So yeah, you can always find us at our individual accounts. I know I usually kind of throw that stuff out there all all <laughs> all the way out the bat, but I'll just do this right now in one fell swoop. Me, Rydicat, on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, CB Caps on Instagram. You can also find me at um, uh, News Nurse Need on Twitter, and there's the Reddit up there. Agent underscore 70, you can find him on Twitter at that and Instagram. You can find PC and underscore dirt on Twitter at that handle, and um, PopCultureNet on Twitter, PopCultureNetwork.com. Uh, pop culture net on Twitter and I need comics.com. And of course, Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter and uh, probably Instagram too. I'm not I'm thinking about it, but I don't know if you know. Hey, um, the click nation.com, the click nation on Twitter, the click, uh, excuse me, um, comic book resources. Go check him out over there and 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 uh, check out all the stuff he's writing over there. And uh, of course, you can find this here podcast on the the network that uh, with the phrase that pays CSPN.newus. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Google Play, iTunes, um, probably on SoundCloud. Well, excuse me, on still the SoundCloud link. And also, we just found out that Combo Chronicles is on Spotify. So go check us out. Just search for Comic Book Chronicles. When I found out, I searched for it, and I was uh, doing the dance of joy. Die, 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 die
Exactly. And since I haven't had a chance, just found this out before we started uh, recording, I will have to do that and do that same thing. But last but not least, you can go to shop.cspn.us and get some some merch from this here podcast and other podcasts on the CSPN network. Do it today. Um, before we get into the comic books on here, I just want to just say um, prayers and condolences to the all of the families and people um, that have been affected by the California shooting um, of yesterday or this morning, actually, excuse me. Um, yeah, at, at the time of this, um, at the time of this recording, Thursday the seventh. So um, I don't, I forgot to pull some links to where you can, you know, where you can, um, you know, send money or whatever to help because or or you know the main thing we need to do is you know get guns off the you know get better gun control but we're not gonna we're not gonna go yeah that's a that's i was gonna say that's a deep and that's a uh, complex conversation that uh, we'd have to dedicate an entire show to yep and at least at least it's probably still wouldn't be enough basically and it's basically would be outside of the scope of this program anyway. But we're still going to at least touch on them because it is a thing in the news that affects people and we are not heartless bastards. Um, so, with that... Um, right, and um, forgive us for using gun-themed sound effects here. Yeah, there is that too, because you know, we do have that, which, you know, if we think about it, we can substitute, for, or whatever the case may be. We got, nah. we got plenty of sound effects and that's just only one out of many, many, many Exactly. So, yeah, so yeah. Again, yeah. Forgive us if you hear that. Um, books of the week. We're going to get started off with. I think we said Doctor Strange number seven. And I yes, both read this book. We did both read this book, and actually, I just thought about something which I should have plugged in here already, but I don't think it's going to work. So, uh, if you want to go ahead and start. Um, Let's let's start to get to chopping that one up. Sure. So, in this issue, um, we're, we we run into Doctor Strange and his uh, intergalactic pal uh, Kana um, or Kana. I'm not sure how it's uh, pronounced. I've been saying Kana, but actually, I don't know either. How did you say that? Uh, well, they're hot on the trail of uh, Casey, the uh, once. Uh, what was she an apprentice to Doctor uh, Strange? Yeah, or like one, an assistant, kind of a wannabe. Uh, she was, an, I guess, a, an apprentice. Let's just go ahead and say that for for short order. Right. So, with that said, she is uh, starting to run amok and has become overpowered. That's a new term in my vocabulary. Thanks to PC <laughs> underscore Dirt last week. Shout out yes. to Dirt. Yeah, um, that's gamer folks. Well, yeah, gamer folks know that know that uh, term quite well. Exactly. Uh, these so. Years. <laughs> right, so so former apprentice Casey has become quite overpowered and has taken on the guise of one Stephen Strange and is uh, perpetrating a particular fraud on everybody and is also th- um, stealing uh, magical artifacts. Yes. And uh, Doctor Strange and Kana are trying to come up with various uh, strategies to try to uh, contain and help uh, Casey. So while... Kana is tasked with doing something pretty cool in the depths of the Sanctum Sanctorum. Um, uh, Stephen is uh, left to confront and try to contain um, uh, Casey 
And uh, the next thing we know, what's revealed is the source of the overpowering. Yeah, and longtime Doctor Strange fans will not should will not and should not be surprised about who is behind the shenanigans. Exactly. It has been a while since we've seen the character. It hasn't been that long, actually. Because not too long. Because we did see the character in like the first less, arc, the right. first uh, series, right? The first series of the relaunch. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, and 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 but then again, we saw a bunch of his rogues gallery kind of roll in exactly during during the tail end of that. So you know, that's not spoiling anything either way. But it's you. Let's put it this way: recent effects, especially in in the cinematic university, you I mean universe, you kind of can speculate. Exactly, exactly. I mean, short of, I mean, but what's funny is that uh, Strange actually has a halfway decent rogues gallery. It's not the strongest rogues gallery. We're not talking Batman and Spidey. But, you know, we're dealing with, you know, some of the really, you know, like um, magical and demonic heavyweights when we're talking about uh, uh, Doctor Strange's rogues gallery. So, just true. Just true. Um, And of course, this doesn't show up. Jerky, jerky thing. What's that? But I was gonna. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, that's not showing up like I wanted to. But so I'm showing the cover of the book, which I don't think I'm gonna gotcha. continue to do that one because it ain't working like I want to. Anywho, but yeah, I've in, I enjoyed this issue. I dare say, and I, as I said in my notes, uh, when we got to the part where Kana and Bats were basically going over the uh, the scene of the crime, as it were, because they were investigating um, a demon. That had some ties to Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, and and they were kind of doing like some CSI or 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 CMI, I guess you want to call it. You know, mm. well, actually, you know, it is still will still be CSI because right. S doesn't sound for stand for science. I wanted to see a book with these two just going around solving medical crimes. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Like it's just like cause just them two anything with bats, right? I mean, kind of, but the but them two together, it's just like you know, the way they kind of go off of each other, and it's like okay, because it it seemed like they were doing a they were almost going into a procedural, the way they were mm-hmm. going about it, and like just but you know they're even down well, it's to kind the, of... even down to the talking of you know interests of love to uh, of one of the characters. What I was going to say is it's kind of cool that Wade is definitely using Bats, you know, a supporting character that was introduced during Kate's run. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was during Kate's, right? It wasn't before, it wasn't during Aaron, was it? Uh, actually, no, I believe he was, he was. Um, Only he was for Kate's because, yeah. you know, like when the doc, when, when he became a veterinarian, right? That was during Kate's run. Yes, yes. Because I I thought he was introduced before that, but then just led into that. But yeah, you're you're right. Right. So then, so I like that Wade is uh, is incorporating um, uh, uh, what's we call it Uh, Bats, the the ghost dog, into into his run as a major supporting character. And you know, Kana's actually seen you know she seemed to um, uh, kind of fill a gap uh, that used to be uh, mostly clear. Oh, you know, and, and, and the late Zelda, but yeah, right, or Zelma, Zelma, excuse me, yeah, right. Zelda is a different character. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, that princess is in another character, character, yeah. So, but um, in any event, um, you know, it's it's you know the the character herself is actually 
like I said, filling a, 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 a big gap in Dr. Strange's story. And it's turned out to be, um, you know, it, you know, it's been a while since uh, since Strange has had you know that kind of uh, romantic tension in his book, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, but and but unfortunately, as things tend to go, I feel like you know, as they have in the past, it's probably going to go south at some point, especially with what's still hanging out there with with uh, True enough. Kinda. True enough. And the guy goes back to where, like, even with Zelma, which I don't know there was the much romantic interaction, but you know, he really actually cared for her, and I'm also yeah. kind of glad that. Um, I'm also kind of glad that it wasn't Selma that, that, uh, was, you know, it wasn't right. as opposed yeah, to so Casey. They yeah. They're not turning her right away. I got you. Right. Or hopefully ever, never. Cause I like you. Zelma's almost a cool character. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming she's going to pop back up at some point anyway. But, um, but yeah, the thing with Kana, uh, I, I feel like that's still going to come to a head at some point, but yeah, I do like the way they kind of play off of each other and it's, it's not new for him, but it's actually a, a different take on that kind of stuff. And it's still, like you said, with the, the clear reference, kind of closer to that, or could potentially be closer to that than, you know, than any other thing. So, like I said, I'm enjoying that. Get me a, um, a Bats and Kama kind of crime, uh, crime book. That's what I'm saying. Magical yes. criminal scene investigations. Yeah, it would just be MCSI. Yes, there you go. So, so. And I was just thinking, I was like, you know, if, if you, you go back to Thor's and, and put get Put, put uh, Jason Aaron on it. That might even work. I mean, I don't know. Wade might be able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just saying. Throw that, throw that out there. That was a free one, Marvel. Just, <laughs> you know. But if you want to throw me some money, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, you know, I will not say no. Um. Anyway, so I think we're we've well exhausted that one. Let us go to well. Since you got you handled the the. The event books from this week. Let's do that real quick. No problem. So, uh, the first one I'm going to cover is the one that I'm really enjoying a lot, and that is Spider Geddon. So, this week saw Spider Geddon number three come out, and just allow me a moment to pull up the book so I can refer to it directly. Um, the various teams that have been split up uh, according to Heroic philosophy have uh, have, have uh, you know, started to engage in their plans against the inheritors. And if you are not caught up, this is definitely not the issue to pick up. I would definitely recommend reading at the very least Spider Geddon one and two before jumping into Spider Geddon three, um, just so that you can get a little bit of a primer or a primer on uh, what's going on in this book. Um, but basically, the, um, the, the superior Spider-Man, the Otto Octavius-led team, takes advantage of um, another team's strike against the Inheritors, and they try their best to uh, take out some of the cloning technology that um, the Inheritors are using, uh, thanks to stupid Otto Octavius, and uh, based off of... Um, uh, Ben Riley, aka the Jackal's work in um, in uh, the Clone Saga. Uh, basically, at the end of the story, some the the strikes are semi-successful. Uh, and I'm flipping to the end because I don't exactly remember where we leave off. Oh, I know. 
So basically where we leave off is their strike is semi-successful. They are able to at least stunt the uh, inheritor's ability to create clone bodies, but there is a dissension in the ranks, and it comes from uh, some of the usual sources, but in, di- in different uh, forms. And that's the best part about Spider-Verse and Spider-Geddon, which is uh, the various characters who are in the Spider-Man mold, but come from different secret identities. And we see how those secret identities, kind of like what we were talking about last week with the Fantastic Four, some characters don't change their spots. Some of them just don't across the multiverse, or at least very few of them do. Uh, you know, one such example in this case is actually a female heroic Doctor Octopus. But um, I'll use uh, Norman Norman Osborn as an example, where across the universe, uh, across the multiverse, Norman Osborn usually doesn't change his wavy hair. <laughs> right. You know, that's pretty much you know that's pretty much you know you that's the Norman Osborn you're going to get across the multiverse. Right. So that's where we end off in that issue. And well, before you go to the, the next other... one, before you okay. go, I was going to ask a question because judging by this cover and what I've seen in articles, uh, would you say that there would be a spider civil spider civil war going on? Uh, it's a minor conflict. It's a minor conflict because at the end of the at the end of the argument, um, there's you know there, there's uh, as I said earlier. The you know one team decides to use the other team's uh, attack or possibly ill-timed attack as a distraction. So they made they made it work out without working it out. Gotcha. All right. And uh, you know that's pretty much you know that's pretty much you know kind of like the serendipity of it all. But as I as I mentioned earlier, there is dissension in the ranks, and that could be uh, a source of conflict further down the road. All right, cool. And uh, the other event book that's out this week is Infinity Wars. And I have to tell you, I think I really could have gone without reading this because I don't think any of the panel is keeping up with the uh, the, the Infinity Warps books and the, the you know the smooshing of the characters books. Mm-hmm. So if you're not carrying, if you're not following that. And all you're doing is what I'm doing, which is reading the basic um, miniseries. There's really only so much that's going on. Uh, you know, we're, we're dealing with um, characters who are now wielding uh, aspects, or uh, who are now wielding uh, the infinity gems slash stones, but aren't necessarily using the ones that they would be associated with. And when I say that, uh, you have to think along the lines of the original wielders or the original hosts for the, um, the Infinity Gems back in the uh, uh, pre-Infinity Gauntlet miniseries era. Mm. You know, I'll, I'll use um, uh, the cha- was what was his name called? Was it the Champion? Yes. Uh, yeah, the Champion was like a, 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 a the, the, um... intergalactic warrior. Who wielded, I believe, the Power Stone? Right, the Elders of the Universe. Ah, oh, that's it. They were the Elders of the Universe. I couldn't recall uh, their their their, uh, their group name, but uh, you know that was the typical. You know, he would be the prototypical wielder of the Power Stone. And in this, it's a bit of a changeup um, that uh, that Jerry Duggan is uh, put into uh, into effect, where the Hulk 
you would think would be wielding the power stone, but isn't. So, and they use that to a certain effect in their uh, battle against Gamora and uh, her, uh, you know, her her quest to, uh, you know, to do whatever it is that she wants to do and remake the universe in a variation of what Thanos does. Ultimately, you know, what does it really mean? You know, if we're if we don't really care about what these characters are doing, and that's really the worst part is that. Um, you know, it looks nice. Diodato's art is pretty dramatic. There's a couple of really cool scenes in this, but ultimately, where is the story going? Right. <coughs> Kamala doesn't seem like she would truck with this group on the cover. I mean, I know she, she did dealing with Loki before, but... Mm. Right. What I was going to say is she's, you know, to a, to a certain extent, uniquely qualified to wield a certain gem, and that's why um, she's recruited on this particular mission. And Loki does play a big role in this. And there's, I believe, I think, a more to the story that we're missing if you aren't reading the crossover issues sure. concerning Loki and the uh, the mushed-up characters. Because the mushed-up characters do appear uh, at a certain point towards the end of the book. And, uh, you know, they, they, they seem to recognize Loki and, and things that... Uh, um, are are going on when it comes to trying to take out uh, Gamora, but um, you know the end of the issue deals with I believe what happened to Drax. So um, there's still one more issue of this miniseries left, and I believe the next important book that people are going to want to read is the one shot Fallen Guardian. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder who that could be about. Exactly. So that being that 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 will put the wrap on this Infinity Wars uh, miniseries when it comes to a close in December. Hmm. Cool. So those, yeah, so those are the two big event books of the week. Cool beanies. Um. Yeah, I, I haven't been reading these, and I keep saying I'm gonna catch up, but I don't know. It's kind of Hard to it's definitely by next month, but or try to by next month. But I mean, I think it'll read as a pretty exciting, you know, one you know one shot read. Sure, you know if you're you're sitting down in it in trade and, and basically in a trade format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's hoping. All right, um, and I guess speaking of that, we can get to a book that. I was going to go one way with it, but now it makes more sense to go another way. And that would be Champions number 26, if we both read it. Sure. Um, I am still enjoying this 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 um, this this little arc-let, uh, which is only going to be three issues, and this is the second of which. So, um, Champions are in Weird World, uh... And apparently, we find out, which I did not know because I hadn't, did, I did not read Weird World in the first place. Uh, last what year or two, whenever it was, apparently mm-hmm. Weird World has got, overgone some changes or had overgone a change, or 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 two, because what's described in right. this is one of the, uh, the the denizens of Weird World describes like in in quick succession the various people that have tried to conquer Weird Weird World since Secret Wars, right. And this particular person, um, I did not know who this person was, and I had to do some research on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I was like, oh, right, this person, which also drew a parallel to a slightly similar situation that happened in Trinity uh, for DC 
uh, I feels like, uh, including a, a similar archetype, with the exception of her dad didn't show up in the book, and I don't know mm-hmm. if it's if the, if the same thing is if it's the same. But regardless, so um, the champions have been brought over to the the, the weird world because uh, Sam and Nadia were swooped through this portal, and they the rest of the team went through the siege parallel, and they all. With the exception of Riri lost their memories, that's been going on. That's what happened last uh, last uh, issue. And the only reason why Riri is keeping her memories, as we find out in this issue, is because she's been having bad dreams of Thanos because she she got because she got shook. she almost got killed, right? Yes, amazing. <laughs> she did get shook. Mm-hmm. She's so, which, a happily hero so far, right? So which which kind of lead me to is like okay, that kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I was like that's a Okay, sure. If you got to use something as a as a tie to that, I guess that makes some sort of sense. But at the same time, it was like because they really didn't think they were going to even address that. You know, that didn't seem like it was going to be addressed ever in any meaningful way. And I'm still not convinced that it will outside of this. Um, I mean, although we know it led her to to uh, you know to to do it her new armor, regardless. But it is what it is. So anyway, um, the champions go through. Uh, they as they go through, like I so said, they, they lose their memories with the exception of Riri, and they all fall into D and D stereotype or not stereotypes. Which, not, that's not the word I want D&D to use. D and D archetypes mm-hmm. is what I meant to say, not stereotypes. Um, which is why I'm enjoying this book. And as, and as I said last time, we talked about this Jim Zub, um, and I think the, the also the artists of this book also are the creative team of uh, some D and uh, a D and D book or two. So that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. all the way around. And um, so in this one, we see. Um, I, I was about to say, I like Miss Marvel pulling her best Hermione Granger. Right? Or, that was or, hysterical. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Right. It's straight out of uh, the first movie. Yeah. And I was about to, and I was going to say um, on that front either, because it was also like, damn, she could have been her own uh, Infinity War beat also, with the mm-hmm. assumption of the fact she's not really using, you know, her powers. You know, but she did pull. She did, you know, as you said, she did pull a, kind of Hermione and also use her one of her catchphrases. So that worked out pretty nicely. But yeah, like I said, um, we we see the the dark middle chapter kind of happen on this one because you know the team's led to, to is forced to kind of retreat um, because of some things that go on. Another member of the team kind of comes in. Uh, or it gets rebuilt, I guess you could say. And then we find right. out, like you said earlier, we find out some backstory on what's been going on in the weird world, including a callback to apparently a book I haven't seen or heard of and who might also show up in the next issue. We don't know uh, in many, many years because there are crystals involved. And if you see um, on the cover that I'm holding up, that I'm not holding up, that I have up, Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Alexander is holding a sword that is basically a reference to uh, a long-lost Marvel property. Right. I honestly don't know if they have the rights to that character, but they definitely, you know, are incorporating, you know, like throughout uh, Secret Wars when they were doing Weird World. Right. I want to say they they, that, that, that character. Too. Right. And I think that character actually they may do because I think that character may have shown up. From from, okay. from from my research, gotcha, gotcha. But uh, yeah, that's you know, it's uh, it's definitely an element of Weird World 
um, you know, these particular uh, crystal warriors. Right. And um, I, you know, I, I'd like to see where this story ends. The particular enemy that they are facing in this is they're definitely adapting to make him one of the champions, arch foes, okay. adding him as a member of their uh, nascent rogues gallery. Hmm. And it's an interesting twist because you know this character's was, really never been all that formidable before. Right. I was about to say, was he, isn't he uh, an Alpha Flight um, villain? Right. Right. Which you know that says a lot right there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, so we 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 will see how that. Which actually, I don't know if that's that's kind of disappointing because I'm like, wow, like the champions can do better than this. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know how it is. Sometimes they uh, they op the villains so that they make them more formidable. So sure. yeah, or at least somewhat of a challenge. And in this case, you know, looks like they they are in a different realm. And, and actually, we see how the how he gets there and pretty much gets to, or at least starts to get to the the uh, the power he gets to wield or whatnot. And again, having to do with crystal orbs. So again, I've been I've been enjoying this. Like I said, this is the the. the the, the geek game he loves the the DNC aspect. Of yeah, us. I was to say the RPG, you know, crossover is pretty mm-hmm. fun. So I've been enjoying this, and like I said, it's only a three issue arc, if I'm not mistaken. So it's all going to come together next issue. All righty. Um, and I believe actually I do have one I want to put out there because I love right. the heck out of this one uh, as I write in that last book. That I think I might have missed on the other one. No, I did not. Um, <clears throat> and my book is Iceman number three. Uh, and if you see by the cover that I'm about to put up, you can probably gather as to why <laughs> I wanted to bring up this book. Because it's well, as as he says it in in the book himself, Iceman and his amazing friend, and it actually says on the on the cover, which is kind of funny because it does they he does say that, and Spider's like, I don't think it goes like that. <laughs> so the in book, his book it does right exactly. So that being said, this is a potential click of the week of me, it, not just because of that, but bec- but definitely because of that. Um. There. So, if you did not know, uh, Spider Man has a had a well, one Spider Man had an animated series back in the eighties, uh, but that was only a year. And then the next year after that, he uh, they they made him a basically a team up with Firestar, Firestar, and Iceman, and they called it Spider Man and His Amazing Friends. And hence that that is for those of us that are not of a certain vintage who don't know this. Um, and we've had, like I said, I think twenty fourteen was the last time they had a team up together. But um, here we are again with uh, Iceman in his book, which is, um, I don't know what's been going on in the, you know, in his book because I hadn't been really reading it. But in this issue, um, uh, Bobby, Angelica, and Peter are all on three separate dates at the same street fair. And then um, a villain that... that um, or a, a big monster, which actually one kind of could double as, as um, a villain that may have shown up 
on Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Now that I think about it, in fact, if you saw the opening of the show, you would have seen that that, that particular uh, uh, villain or creature um, shows up, and so they try to stop it. And of course, there is a lot of lot of um, little things that uh, that evoke the spirit of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and I loved every second of it, including. I don't know. Do mm-hmm. you plan on reading this? No, I think I read the first issue, but I missed the second one. You should, and, but it you, looks like this is a standalone. It, it pretty much is. Like it does. Well, it, it is. It isn't because the 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 creature involved does have a tie with what's been going on in the the, the last couple of issues. And in fact, okay. at in the fact of the end of it, it kind of circles back around to kind of go back to you know what he's dealing with. But for the most part, it is a standalone issue, and yeah, you can pretty much read it as as as, as long as that. So that said, like I said, there are. There, <laughs> I just got to the page where you uh, may have seen the title. Man has friends. Yeah, but there's also a little things. If you look closely, there's also one or two other. You know, especially with what they say, and also sure. a let's just say there's a a blink and you miss a cameo by another star of um, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Mm. So you should, if you find that you should, you should definitely check that out. Um, There's also what seems to be a tease. And I don't know if it's something that's actually going to happen or not, but they kind of tease in a page, a possible, which I wouldn't mind because I've been wanting this book, uh, you know, them teaming up more often. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's there is no there's no news or anything on a book or whatnot. So that's I don't think this is anything serious. But the, but it does kind of get mentioned. And I'm like, okay, I would want to see that book. I want this book. As a matter of fact, I said the last time we talked about a, a crossover, which was in X Men, wow, mm. uh, a few years ago. It was like, um, and I said the same thing. I'm like, I want to. I would love to see a book with Spidey and his amazing friends. <laughs> I still do. Well, you know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that uh, uh, yeah, this is like nice, re- this is like a reinvigoration of their connections, right? Exactly. Which you know, two of. I mean, obviously, since you know, Firestar and, and Iceman are both mutants, and their their connection is still, you know, through, through the X Men, right? Right. It's still relatively solid, but it, the fact that they, you know, that they know each other. There is again no reference to the apartment and the changing of their apartment, but that's okay because you know they're, they're, uh, it's forgivable given the situation they were in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's funny. There's also um, a mention of redheads. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, that's good. Which is actually now to think about it, this is a, the second week in a row that there has been a Spidey book with a reference to uh, redheads, particularly a certain redhead. So that was kind of mm. funny, and I, it's, I was about to say it's definitely not uh, a, a Cyclops level infatuation because right. uh, you know we're talking about someone that has dated uh, both Gwen Stacy and the Black Cat. Yes, so exactly. <laughs> you exactly. know, Pete got a Pete. Pete doesn't exactly have a a type other than hot. So <laughs> exactly, you know. <laughs> So, but yeah, so that just happened to come up because, again, like I said, Firestar in her in her in her um, in costume form just happened to be passed by 
you know, which is how they, I love the way they kind of linked the, you know, the, the three of them kind of come together. Cause like I said, they're all at this particular street fair and they're all had, you know, dates that went of varying degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, now that I think about it, nah, I'm not spoiling it, but yeah, they went varying degrees. And so they're actually, they only went two ways. Um, yeah, I was about to say, well, I mean, we can't really count Spidey. So that's the- right. Well, yeah, basically, but you know, but everybody else's date kind of went away. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else's is kind of like in the earlier stages, you know, of uh, courtship. So, right. which leads all of them to kind of have a conversation about that near the end before, you know, kind of yeah, going the separate ways. Right. So, and again, there, there's a lot of ties, including I don't know if you saw, you probably saw it, which um, a very notable tied to the the opening of uh, Spider and Amazing Friends in one panel. Uh, I probably scrolled past it too quickly. Yeah. It's the uh, the hazards of uh, reading our review copies the way we do. That's true. But regardless, yeah. if if it's not, then it was still an episode because like, like, there was a, there was it was a definite tie. Like I said, I noticed a, a couple of different ties to it. There was some interesting, and actually, uh, I think uh, Cena Grace kind of asked at the. At the end of the book, in the letters page of, of his writing of Peter, which I was like, hmm, this seems a little, little, you know, a little young for for the way Peter not well current, I should say, for the way Peter talks. But at the same time, it's not outside the realm of the possibilities. I was about to say the guy's always been young at heart. True. So yeah, I like I said, it wasn't it yeah. wasn't it wasn't it wasn't egregious or anything. But it's like, yeah, okay, I can see it, you know. <laughs> seeing yeah. him saying something like, saying. you know like we were talking about la- last week uh, I, I remember uh, uh, we, we we discussed that in length uh, Marvel's rubber band timeline flexible timeline and you know constantly de-aging some of their characters mm-hmm. um, you know granted Spider-Verse is going to do a bit to age Peter slightly but we're not talking about someone who's deep into their 30s anymore. Sure. We're not. You know, we're talking about someone in their late 20s, early 30s at the most. Right. And probably you know, will someone who's just now, Someone who's just now kind of, you know, falling a little out of step with the young people, you know? Mm-hmm. But like right. I said, young at heart, so it's always, you know. Right. Yeah, but it's Peter. We love him. He was, he was even, yeah. even in this time, he was still a little awkward. Um, but yeah, but like I said, I enjoyed this issue a lot. It's a particular click of the week uh, because of the the, the Spidey and Amazing Friends um, references and all that. And I'm always going to be a sucker for this if it's well written. So, if you are of a certain vintage and do have that same connection, you should check out this issue. Like I said, you don't cool. need, you don't necessarily need excuse me, to, to know what's going on in um, the book proper, but it does, it will kind of mention, uh, it will kind of mention what's going on. All right. Okay, uh, let's see. Maybe one book each before we hit rapid fire. No, pun, no, no offense intended. Sure, sure. Um, let's see. Let's talk about Immortal Hulk. Okay, sure. Go for it. I Number this. eight. Yeah, I, I know that you meant to read it. I won't spoil too much. Or maybe I'll save this for rapid fire. Let me switch to something I read at length that you didn't read. Uh, let me switch publishers to... Let's go to Batman. Uh, okay. Batman number 58. So... 
the continuing machinations of spoiler alert. Of one Bane are continuing and uh, not spoiling anything here, but the Penguin is now involved in the machinations against uh, Batman. And in this issue, due to various things going wrong, the Penguin finds himself uh, under the influence of Bane and he is tasked with taking out a member of the Bat family that is close to Bruce Wayne. And without too much process of elimination, you can kind of figure out who I'm talking about, um, especially given the events that we've discussed um, in the recent past regarding uh, Nightwing, um, that, you know, eliminating that particular character doesn't leave us with very many more uh, to talk about who are particularly close to Bruce Wayne. So, uh, but there's a twist at the end of this issue. And uh, it seems like the Penguin is um, not acting as he has been requested to and has something up his sleeve in terms of what is going to happen next. So that's where we find ourselves at the end of the story. You know, talk about, you know, talking about being purposefully vague, but at the end of the day, it's a lot like... Uh, uh, one of uh, PCN underscore Dirt's biggest complaints about this book is that not much happens sometimes. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff happening all at once, but very often it does seem like uh, King is writing to the trade and uh, there's a lot of maybe small things happening that lead characters to a certain point. But in olden days gone by, a lot of that stuff would be taken care of in one or two pages, not five or six. Right, and usually it's like quote unquote, what happens is usually some action and not necessarily, you know, because we all know that there are things that happen that are not right. action, just more um, more um, exp exposition or whatever the case may be, but that doesn't necessarily translate to interest for some, because, you know, you want to get to some action or some kind of resolution of said action. So, okay, cool. Um, I think what do we got? What do, let me see what, what do I have here. I have, if I only have two more books. So, uh, if, unless you got another one you want to want throw out there, then we can go to spin. Yeah, it we up. can go on to. Yeah, I was about to say I'll spin it up. All respect due to the folks out there. This is our way of of uh, saying that we are going to be. Uh, Shooting off uh, quick reviews, spinning it up. So, uh, yes, we are going into the repertoire section of uh, the comics for this week, and I will go ahead and go ahead and do my two. And we're going to go to the Star Wars corner of the universe with Star Wars uh, Han Solo Imperial Cadet number one. Really not much to say about this outside of the fact that, hey, do you remember that part of um, Solo movie when he was escaping? And spoiler alert if you haven't seen this, I guess. But, you know. Um, he's uh, escaping Corellia with his friend and uh, he, he joins the Imperial Navy. Well, this is probably this is that part where they didn't show. As you, as I'm showing the um, as I'm showing the cover, or at least starting to show, I should leave the part. So this is basically, yeah, you know, the part between 
you know, he leaves Karelia and uh, and uh, meets up with uh, Beckett and and squad on whatever planet that was. So that's pretty much how that that's the start of that. Um, and my last book would be Star Wars number fifty six. Um, so they they're still on the run from the uh, from the Empire. Uh, they have uh, recruited Sana Star Stars again to kind of help them find um, the rest of the fleet and the, the Millennium, most specifically the Millennium Falcon, who's with the fleet um, mm-hmm. when everybody had to scatter. So they are, um, so they had to, they're so they're trying to find leads to try to find the the fleet so they could find the Falcon, um, and they end up. You know, as they tend to do, or maybe we're not in this situation, but you know, the things usually don't always go that great on them. So they come across uh, an Imperial Star Destroyer, which they're going to have to figure out how to go around. And then they get the plan to uh, jettison part of their cargo, you might say. That being um, our, 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 our crew of, uh, our crew of uh, rebels. While okay. while Sana goes and deals with the Imperial um, Star Destroyer, but so they so they take a pod, they go down to this planet uh, hidden, and they run across some potential trouble. But at the end of the book, it looks like oh, no, they're pretty much in they're pretty much in the lap of luxury. But you know, as we have always found out with our crew in this books. Everything may or may not be as what it seems. Although at the seems as a book, this seems like they're just chilling. So we'll see how that plays out uh, next issue. Okay. And that is it for my books. Alrighty. So as for my books, I wanted to touch on a few notes, uh, or at least a note or two on uh, some books that uh, PCN underscore Dirt and I both read. I wanted to mention that uh, for Batman... Uh, Dirt's uh, concise repl- uh, review was Batman was poopy. So <laughs> that said, um, we have uh, a few more books. Uh, I read The Green Lantern number one this week. That is a big uh, launch. Uh, Dirt said that uh, he wishes Green Lantern was better. I thought it was okay. Um, I thought that the art by Liam Sharp was on point. His uh, monstrous aliens are really good. Um, it always does seem like uh, writers are putting Hal Jordan uh, on the outs with the Guardians, but as always, he's tasked with the hardest jobs. And Morrison's not exactly exploring new territory with this, but the developments um, regarding an alleged... Uh, spoiler alert. Traitor to the GL core and a weaponeer of Quard at the uh, end of the issue are intriguing. So um, there is definitely potential for um, good stories to come, but uh, the first issue, you know, especially if you're not too jazzed with um, uh, the, the kind of busy layout that Liam Sharp uses in this book, um, you know, there's not much to the story really. So, uh, I would I would counsel patience when it comes to this. I'd like to see Morrison and Sharp get a a, a good footing on uh, on a Green Lantern book. Yeah, but uh, I think Tim said even said something like he wished the uh, Green Lantern made sense to him. So I don't know what was I didn't I didn't read this myself, so I don't know what was 
I guess going right. along with what you were just saying. You know. Right. Basically, if you use what my quickie, you know, mostly non-spoilery part of the re- spoilery part of the review was, you get an idea of where we are. Sure. So if you read read it with that in mind, you're like, oh, okay, this is the setup. And I was also going to say that they they always use they always go back to to how Jordan in general, much less you know putting them against the 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 the, the core, but they just always go back to him as a kind of a the go to. Which oh, he is the OG. Right. I mean. You know, if we're not talking Alan Scott, right? Well, so, yeah. But uh, uh, next up is uh, Death of the Inhumans number five. Now, Dirt said that uh, he was kind of disappointed by this. I was actually relieved by some of the uh, the twists in the story. So there's a bit of a bit of a swerve at the end. There are definitely some dead Inhumans in the final body count of the series, but there remains enough left of the Inhumans to tell future stories, and I'll leave it at that. So I definitely understand um, Dirt's disappointment at how the book ended, but I was generally relieved. So, you know, we had different expectations. We'll put it, uh, we'll put it that way. Next up is Immortal Hulk number eight, and I wanted to talk about this. There's so much to talk about. Um because there's a lot of twists in this. Um, Dirt's Dirt's quickie review was, it makes zero sense, but he loved it. And I have to agree, because it was creepy as hell, but a lot of fun. And even even as weird and as creepy as it was, it's still a candidate for click of the week for me. And and I know it was for Dirt also. Uh, Last is, oh, I think that might be it. I was about to say, I believe also Tim um, may have said he... Oh, he also mentioned that he wishes that Green Lantern made sense. I well, think. no, I said that one, yeah. But I thought but... he said something about Immortal Hulk also. No, that's right. He did, that was something he said. He wants to read it. Right. So that's not that. Anyway. Right. So um, it seems like we are ready for Clicks of the Week. Um, are we? Yes. We are ready for Clicks of the Week. All right, here they come. Um, and we already have uh, Dirts and Tim's, mm-hmm. which are respectively um, Immortal Hulk number eight for for Dirt, and a book we didn't talk to is, well, talk about was Marvel Knights twentieth number one for Tim. And I'm surprised at this. I wasn't so enthusiastic reading this, but I'm glad that Tim liked it. Well, I mean, that's, well, you got to think about it. I, I can't speak for him, but I would imagine it has something to do with the fact that it's Marvel Knights, and that's like, that, that's a book that was very much around his time. Mm. Again, I don't, I can't, I can't speak for him, and I don't know. So, um, right. And I don't think he put much in. He did not. He yeah, did not too much. much. Yeah, not too much of an explanation. So, but regardless, like I said, I'm, I am not speaking for him, but uh, I'm just that that is my speculation. Uh, gotcha. I have, I didn't get a chance to read this, so I don't I don't know either. But I was kind of curious about it. Um, for yourself, I am going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to roll with, uh, what I've been enjoying for the last few weeks and last, last month or two. And that is spider get in number three. Okay. All right. All right. And for myself, I think it's probably no surprise. It, it probably shouldn't be if you heard my review and that would be Iceman number three nice 
I mean, based on how, you know, you were talking about it, I kind of figured, but that's always, uh, that looked like a lot of fun. I'm going to have to go back and read it. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you should check it out. I think you'll, you'll, um, you'll, you'll appreciate the, what it's putting down. Cool. For the, for the most All part. right. So before we transition into the news, our first ad read of the night is for Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Blue Apron, fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron, always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. All right. We get to Alrighty, the- so I guess we can transition into the news. Yes. And as we do all the time, um, we're going to start off with the cinematic news. And that would be Ming-Na Wen reveals Agents of Seals cast and crew's onesies uh, Halloween costumes. So um, apparently the cast of Agents of Shield uh, did the little, um, did little um, Halloweening. Yeah, they're, they're, I was about to say they're in production, so they are definitely all together. Mm-hmm. So, as you can see, there's uh, some pictures here of the, the cast. Cool. Yeah. So, cool beans. All right. Uh, next up, I mean, no, Marvel's, <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's Jeff Loeb teases a possible crossover between Runaways on Freeform uh, no, Runaways on Hulu right. and Cloak and Dagger on Freeform. Uh, wait, I thought Cloak and Dagger was also on. It might, well, yeah, it is on Freeform, but I think they do show it on. I don't know. Hulu. Regardless, yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Hulu's the aggregate aggregator usually, but right. you know, uh, Runaways is is the exclusive Hulu show, right? Which I still haven't watched yet because I don't have Hulu. Eh, I haven't Hulu. watched it yet either, and I do have it. But um, oh no, yeah, you know, that's why I've been thinking about giving it up. Um. But yeah, so uh, apparently some people, some folks have wanted, and sound like something that you know is a good fit for mm-hmm. you know for both of those shows. So uh, again, it's not a not a fact that it's happening, but apparently Jeff Lowe's like yeah, they've been thinking about it. Uh, next up, uh, in this report, Luke Cage and Iron Fist lost two thirds of viewers in the second seasons, which possibly contributed to the fact and I believe there was something about there was another article going on about uh, Daredevil also it might be something in here but regardless that might have possibly led to the cancellation of both of those shows on Netflix we don't actually know I find that remarkable yeah yeah. I mean I have seen that um, and there were aspects of both of those shows second seasons that people kind of like better than the first one in it's particularly in Amphist's case right i just you know i i find it remarkable that there would be that kind of a drop-off yeah i know that's, that's it's, pretty big it's, especially it's, for the cage right it seems weird it does for sure so 
But like I said, we only have the numbers that Netflix is is um, willing to share. So mm-hmm. who knows? And I think oh. I, I believe there's also like I said, uh, previously there's there was uh, a similar article about Daredevil, and I don't think there's been one on about Jessica Jones, but or Punisher, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. So next up. So, there's a report that Disney Scarlet Witch television series will co-star another Avenger. Duh. Mm, um, right? Wow. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch will reportedly star in her own miniseries on Disney's uh, upcoming streaming service. A new report indicates that she won't be the only Avenger to appear. Uh, spoiler alert, non-spoiler alert. Yeah, really. really spoiler people. Paul Bettany's vision who debuted alongside the Scarlet Witch in uh, Civil War, is uh, expected to uh, make an appearance or appearances in the streaming show. Yes, because historically they have never had a um, a comic book that did not have, well, especially with them two, that mm-hmm. were, where was it one too far from the other. Right. Like yeah, it has happened at times, but not, not right. They've had solo books, right, and solo adventures, but one is never too far from the other. And even in those books, especially the recent ones, they've both shown up. In, in exactly. Books. So you know, again, not not that far off. So yeah, if that happens, hey, right, sure, <laughs> makes sense. Uh, Black Panther closets way to top prize from Hollywood Film Awards. So folks, it's award season, and. Um, I didn't read this. So apparently, this was the Hollywood Film Awards recognizes the usual achievements like directing, acting, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they also do other other you know, interesting categories. And, and in this case, Black Panther uh, won let's see, Best Production Design, uh, Infinity War, won Prize for Visual Effects uh, with some people named specifically and a, a couple other uh, a couple of awards for other movies so cool all right uh next up disney has already recouped the four billion it paid for lucasfilm nice as a Wait, surprise we, we to no one we have a sound effect for this obviously mm-hmm. i mean yeah like again surprise to, should be surprised to no one Oh my God! <laughs> they made money, folks, off of, off of the properties. Seriously, off of I'm this like, specific property, actually. I should right. say. That it took them six years to do it might actually even be a little shocking. Basically, yeah, and yeah. I was about to say, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't been before now. So, like, shit, because that, that train's been running. Yeah. Um But yeah, that's the thing. So good on them, I guess. Um, Robin Wright on Time's Up, uh, pay parody in Wonder Woman at 90, uh, 1984, which I believe this is basically, I put this in here to say that, yes, she's going to be in, um, Wonder Woman 1984, and I believe there was another part of this that was, uh, that was prevalent, but I can't remember, but yeah, this is confirming that she's going to be in, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Alrighty. Next up, uh, Zachary Levi uh, has revealed uh, close-ups of a close-up photo of the Shazam costume as a result of reshoots that are going on that uh, began in Toronto this week for the Shazam movie. 
Man, who would have thought thought Chuck would be playing playing? Actually, you know what? That's not big of a stretch. Never mind. Forget I forget I was gonna <laughs> forget about that. So yeah, we see a shot of the belt. Well, because you don't think of him as a meathead, and that's what Shazam has often been portrayed as, especially you know when it comes to maturity level. Well, I was about to say yeah, more childlike and right. Uh, like I know some right. Really He's not a meathead like on Archie Bunker, right now. <laughs> That's a that's a oh, that's a shout out to uh, a time law a, a, a yeah. very different time people. People, yeah, definitely people of a certain vintage would would uh, catch that one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, I was about to say the, Bob Reiner is has gone a long way uh, to distance himself um, in his career from being a meathead. <laughs> you know, yeah, definitely as you know, and I'm sure his his father Carl, you know, <laughs> had a hand yeah. on that. So exactly. Um, but yeah, moving right along. Detailed look at classic Aquaman costume revealed by Madame Toussaint's uh, sculpture. So, yeah, uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman get, has, is getting a um, a figure in Madame Toussaint's uh, gallery. I don't know, is that it? Wait, or do they even show it? I'm not even sure if that's it or do they show it. I think that's it right there. The, the, the picture that you are seeing on the... Um, Video, if you're watching, you should be sometimes because hey, sometimes we have some stuff on here you can see. Um, but yeah, there's that. And actually, I'm gonna go ahead and do this next one. The next one, yeah, yes, it's related because it's related in that. Uh, hold your breath for a colorful flood of new Aquaman character posters. So yeah, I think this came out what a, a day or two ago, where there was actually it might have been yesterday, uh, where there's some new character posters for the Aquaman movie that is coming up pretty soon. And you can see there's the one for Mira, there's the one for, for Aquaman, and then there's Nicole Kidman as uh, Atlanta. And uh, Black Manta. Some cool-looking posters. I will say that. So Orm, Falco, I don't have no idea who that is. You know, In fact, we've gotten to the point where I have no idea who these people are outside of those first three. It's <laughs> <laughs> not hard with Aquaman. I mean, you know, yeah. Just, or actually, it's probably, yeah. Four, I should say, because Manta. Anyway, so yeah, those posters are out there, and that movie's coming up soon. Check it out. All right, so uh, a Gotham season five photo teases a major comics accurate <clears throat> upgrade for spoiler alert. So yes. apparently, for the Penguin. Oh, so we have uh, apparently this is a fan account. Uh, so I'm not sure how much of a grain of salt that this should be taken outside of that one particular grain and we see a, a shot of what looks to be a, a, a um, casting chair with the penguin's name on it and a very familiar chapeau ah so is it possible that he will be donning the top hat we shall see I guess we shall next up um this... Flat... Wait, did we talk about this already? No, we did not. Oh, okay. Well, no, you got this one. Yeah. Jesse L. Martin taking a medical leave of absence from season five. So apparently, um, Jesse L. Martin, who plays Joe West on, on The Flash, has a back injury. We wish him, you know, a speedy recovery. Uh, actually, and this also says that in an article, as, as opposed to what I just said. Because so, they can't help themselves. They just can't. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, and I guess pun 
I told it was intended. Um, so yeah, so the, um, the according to the report, uh, the characters and episodes will be addressed on the show, but at the time of the writing, it's unclear how long um, Martin will be away from the role. Though the CW statement, CW statement indicates he will eventually return. So, okay. alrighty. Next up uh, in CW Hero Show news, uh, Guardian's role in Supergirl takes a surprising and unwelcome turn. So, uh, Guardian, the dude in the shield, hmm. being played by Jimmy uh, James Olsen, which is weird, but okay. <laughs> I mean, and, hey, you know, you know, reworking. I know, right? Exactly, exactly. So apparently, James Olsen um, had been ordered to not act like the hero, but mm-hmm. now is uh, defying a court order to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, again, I haven't been keeping up with the show, so I don't know what, what caused that. Right. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I don't either, so it's surprising. I'm just surprised that Jimmy Olsen is doing something super heroic, so come on, I'll leave it at that. I mean, yeah, and he had, I mean, even before the Guardian thing came up, he was, you know, he was in the mix, so, and not yeah. just with his camera, actually, Far from. Now that they got kind of got away from that, he was actually gotcha. like heading up uh, Catco. Really? For a while, yeah. Okay. So in 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 absence of um, Cat Grant, but um, which that didn't actually keep that long. But regardless, so yeah. So apparently, um, yeah, he did defy whatever court order was going on, and his notice wasn't didn't go too far unnoot uh, unnoticed because. Uh, he was basically, well, it basically got, got out on the news that he was back out there, but it was taken in a different stance than it was intended because he was, um, I guess helping, I don't know if he was helping Supergirl or lose himself, but there was some aliens that were being controlled that was causing a muck, which has happened on the show once or twice. Uh, and he tried to go and intervene and, brought the system down, but it was taken that he was fighting the aliens, and therefore he became, he and his guardian role became the poster boy for anti-alien sentiments, which is, which is far from you know, which is far from the way he actually is portrayed on the, as he actually is, because obviously he's a, a friend and kind of sort of love interest for a Supergirl, or was anyway at one point, I don't know where that went. So, yeah, that's, needless to say, probably not going to sit well. Hmm. But it is the thing that's going on on the show, or has been going on on the show. Hmm. Um, oh. so you got next. Up. Yep. Jason Todd, the other Robin, that is their words, not mine, uh, debuts in New Titans photos from season five. So, yeah, so Titans has been going on, and I still haven't seen one episode yet. Um... And as you see from these pictures, uh, the Robin meets the two Robins meet each other, and the Jason Todd looks like dude from Kick Ass. Okay, the, the other dude from Kick Ass, um, which is weird. And they kind of do favor each other if you're looking at this this picture. So I was like, I don't know. I mean, outside of the hair, mm-hmm. you know, the, the emo looking hair. I'll have to look at this more closely. Yeah, there's a difference. And actually, weirdly enough, he kind of looks like Damien, I guess. If they had a if they had a live action Damien, he would probably be sporting look like this. Mm. 
Uh, in fact, yeah, it definitely does look like the current Damon, especially with the suit. But anyway, I, yeah, so Jason Child's Jason on the show, which we already right. knew, but then, yeah. All right, next up, um, there are picks out of uh, Henry Cavill as Geralt in Netflix's version of The Witcher. Yes, and apparently no uh, CGing out of his um, beard for this. Yeah, it's not necessary. But yes, but that chin of his... Definitely noticeable. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so there you go. We we see what um, Harry Cow is going to look like as Geralt. Yeah. Uh, next up, Kelly Ripper joins Riverdale as spoilers mistress. So um, I, yeah, I did hadn't read this audiobook, but I figured this is where it was going. Um, Kelly Ripper has been cast as Hiram Lodges, which is Veronica's dad's mistress in the third season of Kelly Ripper. I mean, of Riverdale. Right. My understanding is that this character is played by her real life husband. So, right. That is, that is absolutely true. So, fits. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, as we transition into uh, comic news, I have uh, some breaking. Uh, Toy Corner news from uh, the Compa Chronicles that is personal. So here we go, transitioning. So I just received an email earlier tonight with some pretty bad news. Uh It's from Amazon. It says, hello, due to a lack of availability, we will not be able to obtain the following items from your order. Funko Pop Marvel Black Panther Okoye with red dress and removable wig, fall convention exclusive. And they have canceled my item. Oh, no. Yup, that is some crap. Uh, That's pretty stinky because I thought I got in there well before it sold out. And, of course, they screwed me. So thanks for nothing, Amazon. I expect uh, something, you know, some some good news for some other item I've been looking for to uh, offset that. How about that? Now you're just not getting charged for that. That's about as far as that's going to go. But yeah, uh, that's fucked up. Um, must- yeah, because we both wanted that figure and neither one of us got it. Uh, although I'm right. pretty sure it's not I got in. eBay. Yeah, I was about to say, I at least got in while it was, while they said it was in stock and you got there a little too late. But right. it turns out neither of us are getting it. So that sucks. But again, it's out there on, on eBay. And, but mm-hmm. the, the price for it is probably not necessarily. Although I've seen like 20 bucks. That's still well, more than like 25 bucks. But that's still a lot to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least the last time I checked, it's probably upwards of 30 or 40 at this point. I know I've seen some right. or even on Amazon for that price. So that's sad. Mm-hmm. That kind of sucks. So yeah. moving on with the rest of our comic book uh, related news. Uh, let me take the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert. Aquaman's history has been rewritten in Justice League's Drowned Earth 1. Earth, num- Drowned Earth number 1. And uh, James Tinian has explained it uh, online. Yep. So, if you're checking out that crossover which is going on right now, then you can go have at it. We don't need to get into that because I don't think either mm-hmm. one of us have been... I've read it and I didn't get it, and I I really should have I I should go back and read the the Drowned Earth number one uh, one shot um, because apparently this 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 force everything's about forces in the DC universe right now. Yeah, it's all about forces. Force this and speed force and, and this not even force the force. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, so it's it's all a bunch of hogwash. Who and, uh, you know. <laughs> 
just it's hooey. Right. So it's you know lots of forces left and right. Yes. Always Jennifer Forrest or some kryptonite. Uh, next mm-hmm. up, DC has resurrected the ultimate crisis villain. Uh, this is a spoiler for a book that I don't think anybody's reading. Uh, the Unexpected Number Six. Mm-hmm. Which I have, yeah, I don't know. Um, Should I ring the bell? No, not really, because I'm not even sure if I see who it is. Uh, and again, I don't think too many people actually. Something about the monitors. Let's put it that way. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, it was announced earlier this week or last or late last week that a Guardian of the Galaxy is getting the Logan treatment in new Mar- in a new Marvel series. Hell, not even so Logan. Logan and Hawkeye at this point. Right. So it's going to be an old man Quill book written by Ethan Sachs and drawn by Robert Gill. Yeah. As I said on Twitter, I'm like, you know what? I was tired of this old man thing. Although the Hawkeye one hasn't been that terrible. Um, well, at the very least there was some meat on that story bone because Hawkeye was a part of the old man story, right. the old man Logan story. Right. So you could at least explore how he got to that point. Which but is what he's doing. Dealing, right. right. You know, at least there was, you know, there was some demand for that. Is there demand for an old man quill book? I'm going to personally say no. Yep. And I don't see what, what, what would the, 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 the point serve, you know? Like yeah, sure. There, there are people that. Well, there are a bunch of folks that that actually no. There weren't that many people that. In fact, I think one fairly recent issue of Old Man Hawkeye kind of went over like how how he survived. Or mm-hmm. actually, they they might have touched on that before. I know for for certain, but and a few other people may or may not have um, you know got out some of that. Some of that's been kind of talked about in that book, but. You know, not enough to be like, eh? okay, this is worth putting up other people. Um, and I guess on that point, we'll go to the next one and say that uh, Marvel may have just created Old Man Captain America, which is a spoiler for uh, uh, Hawkeye and Old Man Hawkeye number 10, which I have yet to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, with the, the ongoing, which I guess also could possibly make sense, but at the same time, I could have sworn in that particular book, I have seen an issue of. I mean, I've seen a panel of Cap getting taken out. I mean, this could be a new Captain America, or but then again, Steve was already old, so it isn't <laughs> right. So he can't possibly get that much more older than what he already is. Boy, yes, what he already exactly. was. So, but this, this is not saying that this is this is well, actually, maybe it is saying that. But um, so yeah. So if you haven't been reading the Old Man Hawkeye, he's going after um. This is like five years or so before the events of Old Man Logan, and he's going blind, and he's got a score to several, settle, and he's been doing that during the course of the, the book, uh, and being chased by not only Bullseye, but Venom symbiotes. For some odd reason, I have no idea. Um, okay. And yeah, this, like I said, it's been kind of going through some things, so whatever this Captain America tie is, it's, it's a thing. Uh, so next up... So, uh, on the heels of, uh, I guess, a successful Wolverine podcast, Marvel announces a new Wolverine podcast that's going to follow on the heels of Wolverine the Long Night. And uh, there's going to be a new podcast that follows up on what happened, and it's going to feature Gambit as well. Why can't we get stop all of this Wolverine madness? 
<laughs> oh, stop. We really haven't had that much Wolverine lately. Oh, come on. How how long has Wolverine been coming back this past year? How many books That's have true. been dedicated to that? That's true. And and then this. It's definitely like the 90s over again. Like, I bet you if they could have done this in the 90s, they would have. Actually, they probably did. I don't know. Anywho. So, I, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, so, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that podcast, other podcasts, and whatever. And that's we're talking about this way too long. Exclusive Marvel Select Iron Man figure, speaking of Toy Corner, brings Infinity War to the Disney store. So, we have uh, the Mark 50 joins the line of Marvel Select uh, figures, which is the one from Infinity War. So, it's good looking, though. Hey. Mm. Not surprisingly, and it's come with the the accoutrement uh, that that it does. So yeah, the various nano tech based mm-hmm. uh, extensions that uh, automatically appear on uh, uh, Iron Man's armor. Yep, and uh, this will be coming out. This line will be coming out in late December. So, but you can go ahead and go to Shop Disney if you're uh, in purchase it. Next mm-hmm. up. Toys R Us is returning as Jeffrey's Toy Box inside Kroger stores. Now, this would be good if there was a freaking Kroger supermarket anywhere near me in the tri-state area. Hmm. So, it, yeah, this, this is so we've talked about how Toys R Us went the way of the dodo, and apparently, when and is now coming back, and we did not know as to yeah, it went Jurassic World, it went Jurassic Park on us. Yeah. Uh, but as life finds a way, so did Toys R Us, apparently, um, mm-hmm. shortly after its demise. Uh, yeah, in Kroger's of all places. So, right, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Is there a Kroger's near you? Yeah. Uh, in fact, I used to okay. work for Kroger's because the, the fact the one down the street from me is, is, yeah. So, yeah, Kroger's is apparently the world's, the, uh, excuse me, not the world's, the America's largest supermarket change, which I did not know because I figured it was like East, Eastern, East Coast, old. Um, it's uh, not in New York City. Well, I mean, you know, you you have other you guys have other places. And, um, but apparently, there's I'll, I'll say Whole Foods is now uh, Amazon. That is also true. Um, yeah, which actually, dog, oh, dog on it. I know I forgot something because um, I was going to bring that that particular um, article up actually, which not for nothing for comics, but I'll dig it up in a second. Um, so yeah, Jeffrey's Toy Box delivers a unique shopping destination within Kroger stores. And I'm like, I used to work at the Kroger's. I'm like, I don't know where they would find the shelf. Although they used to, because if you've seen my office in here, there is a Rolf figure that I bought from ACID from that said Kroger's. Because they did used okay. to do, yeah, when I used to work there. Um, and I did actually buy it. I, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Listen to this. I put my uh, my home zip code in uh, deep in the heart of Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. and advanced search stores near me, Kroger, in Virginia. So yeah. you know, that's, and which is why I was thinking, I was like, wait, I don't remember it being that particularly wide. But it says here there are six hundred Kroger stores uh, and subsidiary stores across America. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a subsidiary store that's something near you. I don't know. Um, I guess. Still tough luck to to for all those employees of uh, Toys R Us that got that yeah. got um that got dealt a bad hand, right? And even and even for the folks that are uh, hunting for their toys in in various places. Now, I know that uh, 
I follow on social media various action figure, uh, specifically Marvel Legends uh, mm -hmm. collectors. And they're talking about uh, finding figures in all sorts of places. You know, we've seen GameStop and Target uh, start to pick up some of the slack. Mm -hmm. um, even like, what is it, five and under stores picking up some of the uh, leftover stuff that, that came from uh, Toys R Us stock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've not yet seen any of that in a five and under that I've walked into recently, but um, I've definitely seen uh, some Walgreens backstock and um, and uh, some Target stuff start to pop up, you know, in terms of uh, increased visibility for toys. Right. And of course, uh, your local comic book shop will, you know, have, have probably picked over their um, their local season to your Toys R Us. Right. So ultimately, uh, you know, if you're looking for stuff, Unfortunately, it's probably easiest to find it online, and you're just going to have to bite the bullet and deal with some of the premium markups. So, or mm. deal with some of the discounts on some of the things that aren't selling. Like, uh, if you look hard enough on Amazon, you, you'll laugh. You like, you'll find a set that, like, you know, uh, uh, an internet retailer, like a well-known toy internet retailer. Let's say I'm, I'm going to use the Marvel Legends uh, sets, you know, like a case without doubles, right? Right. Uh, build a build a figure, and you'll you'll find the the cost. You'll find it at like a twenty or thirty dollar discount if you just put the figures together on Amazon. Yep. So there you go. You know, with or without Prime. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There is there's there's also that consideration. So, uh, it all depends. You know, you can pick and choose, but yeah, it's it's it. You know, in with the. With the holiday season upon us, uh, you're never going to see, you know, like a, a heavy dose of action figures in those KB um, pop-ups, you know, for Christmas. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's it's a tough time to be collecting now with the the hole and the the vacuum that's uh, still in the marketplace. Right, and I'm going to just go back to this article uh, real quick. I have, if I remember, a layout of the Kroger's, and I know it probably has changed well because I haven't worked there in eons and eons. It's probably just like a Walgreens or whatever, where they have a section of a mm -hmm. of an aisle because they exactly. used to, I do remember they used to do that. Um, right. So it's probably a section of an aisle where they have this, and you know, probably by the deli. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're probably just, you know, there's probably like a, a smaller selection mm -hmm. um, of figures there. So you know, like uh, or where the video video shop used to be. Not that's yeah, about it. exactly. Like uh, you know, I literally was in a Walgreens today. Was joking with my uh, sister about how uh, um, I haven't able been, been able to find a, a, a Fantastic Four thing at any Walgreens, and I had to resort to asking PCN underscore Dirt to get me one and send it to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to one up here that in the wilds of upstate New York, and um, uh, it didn't have it. I was like, <laughs> I just started laughing. Right, like, I'm so is... glad I don't. The cook looking for this thing. Well, yeah, and it's weird because it's, it's also weird because it's like I went into one local to me. I told you this already, and I found right. one. So it's amazing how the availability in certain spots. Because you would think you where you are, they would mm -hmm. have a bigger start of that kind of stuff. But and, there might be higher demand here, so it goes in and out true. of stock very quickly. It's true. But, you know, higher concentration of people and collectors. So true. So there is that. But um, I did find the uh, move around law. We're gonna. Yeah, we'll move things along real quick. We're almost done with the news. Yeah, because we only got like one technical, one more uh, article out this. But I just I did find the article that I was looking for, and that Toys R Us is dead, so Amazon will mail you toy catalogs instead. 
So Amazon's doing a thing where they will mail you uh, a toy catalog like the ones of old. Uh, the twist is these would have QR codes where you could, uh, you know, pull up the listings on your phone. That's cool. Yeah, that's actually is kind of cool because I would imagine if things were progressing the way they were and toy stores and, and the like were still one around and two still send out catalogs. You know, uh-huh. shout out to Sam Solomon, aka Service Merchandise, and all those places like that. They would probably be going the the QR code route, and you know, with their physical books. All right. Assuming they, they would still be physical books, so they'd probably be like PDFs or something, or uh, I don't know. Gotcha. Uh, and it doesn't really say here. Actually, another think about it. It doesn't matter. You can you can go seek that out because yeah, it's a thing. Right. So last up, I guess I'll take this last story since you uh, added that story mm-hmm. on. Uh, Brown Coats Unite for Titan Books' stellar new Firefly encyclopedia. So the Firefly legacy, the television show, is alive and well in 2018 with Fox still holding out hope for a Joss Whedon-led revival. Hmm. Um, Greg Pak is actually writing a comic book series published mm-hmm. by Boom Studios coming out this month. True. And now a uh, companion book has been released by london-based titan books so that's pretty cool yeah take my love take my land do the rest of that song i can't don't know what the thing is but yeah so it's a good looking book um you know firefly fans fans i I would argue myself probably included i may pick this up i don't know um but yeah it's a thing it is coming out soon Yes, but uh, this article has a 12-page preview of said book, and it's 245, uh, 254 pages. Slight dyslexic there. That is coming up, and it doesn't say when. Okay. So look out for that for your holiday perusals. And that, folks, is the end of the news section, and therein lying ever so close to the end of the show until we have an ad to read. Right, so we just spent a few minutes talking about this particular company. So our last <laughs> ad read of the night is for Amazon. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, etc., etc. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. Uh, so as we close out, we'll start to close out this um, episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. Um, there's a couple of uh, Twitter... Twitter... Um, Things that I missed from earlier. From shout out to Matt Wayne ninety seven, long time friend of the show, personal friend of Age of Seven. He's also uh, he says, <laughs> "What a bum!" <laughs> <laughs> yes, we well one we found out the the reason why uh, Age of Seven he could not uh, could not find anything <laughs> figures because uh, apparently Matt <laughs> bought them all. <laughs> so there is that. And there's also his um da, 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 his um his uh tweet about uh, Wang would also would would love to see a Spidey and Amazing Friends Marvel series two, and he also uh says by Kelly Thompson I think that's yep 
possibly, hopefully, maybe by uh, Kelly Thompson, which I can kind of see that actually. She might, she cool. might actually be, be able to do that book some justice. She's doing all right with that. Um, seems to be doing all right with the wackos so far. But I mean, or we can find somebody new. I mean, you know, she's she's got a lot on her plate. We can surely we can find someone else to to uh, to write that. You know, but that's a but that's a good pick, regardless. But anyway, that is that. And we're going to close out this show. Uh, thank you, each and every one of you, for coming out. Again, you can find us at our respective places on these series social medias. Uh, you can find myself, uh, Ryder Cat, at Ryder Cat on Twitter, uh, News Nerds Need on Twitter, News Nerds Need Reddit, and uh, CB, uh, CB Caps Instagram. Uh, Agent underscore seven, you can find him at Agent underscore seven on Twitter and Instagram. Excuse me. Oh, goodness. Burping. Um, you can find PCN underscore dirt at that on Twitter and uh, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, idcomics.com. And of course, the one and only Tim DOGG98 on Twitter, D Click Nation, D K L I Q N A T I O N on Twitter, uh, CB Cron on Twitter. Sure, C B C H R O N, because I've never had to spell that one before, but I figure I would do that now. TheClickNation.com and also comic book resources where he's writing off his, his writing his face off. Go go over and check out his stuff. You can find this here podcast on the CSPN network at CSPN.us. Along with other fine products of, of podcast resorts. And you can also subscribe to this here podcast on Google Play, Apple iTunes, and now on this new service called Spotify. You know, hopefully the kids will start using that and <laughs> you know, for their podcasting and musical perusals. So just search out Comic Book Chronicles on Spotify and you should be able to find us. You are the first we are the first result. Okay, great. Wait, we should be the only result. We need to get to we need to call legal then. Is anybody else going <laughs> by Comic Book Chronicles? Um, but um, anyway, last but not least, shop.cspn. You can go get some merch from the CSPN family of podcasting shows, such as this one, uh, a blazing with our logo. You should go and rock that. You know, con season will be back here before you know it. You might want a shirt with the, with the logo on it. Be like, bling, mm-hmm. and see one of us at a con and be like, hey, I like you guys. Um, with that. We close the show out. I don't think you had anything else you wanted to bring up. No, I'm good. Okay. So with that, this, folks, is the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, and we are out. Peace. Peace.